Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Knox's Entertainment Insights. I am your host Knox and today I'm be doing a book review on Kingdom of the Wicked by Carrie Maniscalco and I am alone so no one is going to be joining me for this and I want to say I love Carrie Maniscalco's work. I first um, noticed her when she started writing the Stalking Jack the Ripper series, which is funny. Um, around the time that she released Stalking Jack the Ripper, there was a DC movie that came out that was Batman, but it was Jack the Ripper. It had Jack the Ripper in it. And I, myself, was working on a novel for Jack the Ripper, because Jack the Ripper, if you've listened to my um, my other podcast, Getting Spooky with Knox, uh, you'll know that I did an episode on Jack the Ripper. And I think that was, I said in that episode that that was the, the crime that got me into true crime. And I always wanted to solve uh, the, the Jack the Ripper case and that I have theories and things like that. But I'm still working on on the book, it's a Hyde, um, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde meets Jack the Ripper. Um, I'm actually posting it on Ink It. I haven't updated it in a while, but I have it there. Um, and I plan to work on it some more at a later date. But, uh, but yeah, I am, I am working on that. And I just thought it was funny that around the time that I was working on that, that book, that all these things with Jack the Ripper in it were coming out. And I was like, man, People steal my ideas, but <laughs> um, but that that wasn't the case. They're completely different stories and, and things like that. It was just we all had the same idea around the same time. So, but I I, I do love her stalking Jack the Ripper series. I plan to uh, to reread it. I read the first two books a couple years ago. I have yet to finish that series, but I'm working on that now, and I'll do a podcast episode on those at a later date. Um, I still have to finish the first one. It's I haven't picked it up in a couple of months, but um, I will definitely get around to doing that soon. And yeah, so today we're going to be talking about Kingdom, Kingdom of the Wicked, which unlike her Stalking Jack the Ripper series is a paranormal, um, is a paranormal mystery type book that's I don't really know when it's set, like what time period it's set in. That was never um, said in the book. So I was always trying to figure out when it was, if it was supposed to be set in like the 1900s, the 1800s or whenever it was, but it was never specified. So I don't, I don't know if that's important or not, but it was just a little hard to kind of place things. Um, that's one complaint I would have about this is just trying to figure out what time period it is and like how I should be viewing this world, even though it takes place, um, in Italy, in Sicily, it still was like, what time period are we in? Am I supposed to be seeing like cell phones and street lights and cars and things? Or are we, we not there yet in, in history? So, but that, that's one thing little complaint. I'll get to that later. I think I have a whole plot point on that later. But for now, let me read you the synopsis of the story. And as always, there will be spoilers. So proceed with caution. I'll try not to spoil it too much, but spoilers. Anyways, here's the synopsis. Two sisters, one brutal murder, 
a quest for vengeance that will unleash hell itself and an intoxicating romance. Amelia and her twin sister Vittoria are strege, witches who live secretly among humans, avoiding notice and persecution. One night, Vittoria misses dinner service at the family's renowned Sicilian restaurant. Amelia soon finds the body of her beloved twin, desecrated beyond belief. Devastated, Amelia sets out to find her sister's killer and to seek vengeance at any cost, even if it means using dark magic that's been long forbidden. Then Amelia meets Wrath, one of the wicked, princes of hell she has been warned against in tales since she was a child. Wrath claims to be on Amelia's side, tasked by his master with solving the series of women's murders on the island. But when it comes to the wicked, nothing is as it seems. And that's the synopsis. So there's a little bit um, about the story, and I'm going to dive a little deeper into it. Um, Carrie Maniscalco is one of the few authors that I will automatically buy their books. Like, I could just read it and be like, cool, I'm going to, I'm going to pick it up and read it. Like, I would say this, like, if she wrote dystopian, I probably wouldn't read it because I'm not a huge dystopian person. But if the plot sounded good enough and it wasn't like a carbon copy of Divergent or The Hunger Games or The Maze Runner, I would consider picking it up and reading it. But all in all, whatever she writes, whether it's like YA, because this is YA new adult, I would say. I, I would say like upper YA to to new adult. Um, if she decided to write adult stories, I would definitely read her adult stories. So I'm excited to see where her career goes from here. Um, now that she's finished docking Jack the Ripper and she started this one, I'm not entirely sure how many books um, this series is going to be. I know the second book comes out later this year. Um, I don't know if I have the date written down. I just, oh, yes, I do. The second book uh, comes out around October 26th of 2021, which the date could change. Um, I'm, you know, book dates change all the time. Like A Court of Silver Flames by Sarah J. Mass was supposed to come out um, in January. And then it got switched to February. So we won't know until maybe a little bit later in time when a, an actual date has been cemented and chosen and things like that. So we'll see. But as of right now, the tentative date is October 26th of 2021. So we still have a ways to go since it's only January. But I am definitely really excited to read this. And... um I will definitely be envious of anybody who gets to read it beforehand because I know like some people receive arcs and and things like that before the book releases to kind of drum up uh, excitement and uh, get some early reviews out to to show the world, you know, what other people think of it and things like that. So, but again, date could change. I'll be jealous of anybody that gets to read it before me. So, um Let's let's just talk about uh, the rest of the book. Currently, uh, there is no synopsis for book two, and there's no cover either, but I think the cover is going to be coming out soon. So if you're curious, just keep an eye on Carrie's Instagram. Let me see. What was her Instagram real quick? 
Um, I'm not sure off the top of my head. She used to be on Twitter, but she's not anymore. Um, she had it locked there for a while. It was after, I don't know if she did it before or after, um, the James Patterson, um, book, uh, imprint closed down. Oh, wait, has the, the thing? No, it hasn't been released yet. Um, but her, her Instagram handle is her name. So it's just Carrie Mascalco. Um, and the next book is called Kingdom of the Cursed. So that has been released. I don't know if I said that. Um, that has been released. The name, the cover is coming soon. Let's see, does it say? Mm, the final cover has been uh, chosen. Oh, hey, the uh, the release date changed. It's October 5th now of 2021. So see, there you go. Date did change. It was October 26th because I got it off of Goodreads and now I'm on Carrie's uh, in- Instagram looking at it. Um but the final cover has been confirmed. They just haven't released it yet. And the date as of right now is October 5th. So there you go. But let's talk more about uh, Kingdom of the Wicked because that's why we're all here. Kingdom of the Wicked is an enemies to lovers uh, book. And I love that trope. It's my favorite trope. So uh, enemy lovers like Kylo Ren and Rey, Emma and Hook from Once Upon a Time, Klaus and Caroline from The Vampire Diaries, which was one of the few redeeming things about that show. I used to watch it a lot when I was a teenager, got older, didn't really care for it, um, but I was there for the Klaus and Caroline content. I loved them together. Um, then my personal favorite is Alves and Garcia from Criminal Minds. Um, or Kat and Spencer from Chrono Minds. So Alves and uh, Garcia aren't really, like, they're they're kind of enemies. They're more rivals. Enemies to me is more like Kylo Ren and Rey were, like, good and bad, warring against one another. Um, Alves and Garcia are more just rivals at work. But, uh, but it's all about the sexual tension, okay? I love it. It builds and builds and you just, you want them to give in some kind of bad. So I was really looking forward to this when I found out that it was enemies to lovers. I was like, yes, this is the content I've been waiting for. And, uh, cause her, her other book, Stalking Jack the Ripper, it was more rivals to lovers. It wasn't really enemies to lovers. It was more rivals to lovers cause they weren't really on opposite sides. They just didn't get along. But this, this is true enemies to lovers. They are on opposite sides of a war. It's great. It's mm, I love it. So um, if you like enemies to lovers, this is the book for you. And the chemistry between Wrath and Amelia is like, it's just, it's electric. Like you can feel the tension pouring off the pages. And it was just the push and pull that they had and seeing it evolve from them like hating one another to slowly like trusting one another to finally having somewhat of a friendship and evolving into like that something more because they kissed and oh my god I loved it it was so good it was amazing and I could just I could go on and on about how great it was for hours, but I'm not going to do that because I don't want to bore you all. But 
I did really appreciate the slow build and like the constant growing of the sexual tension between these two. It was just this constant push and pull. And I think Carrie did it really well. It it was really well handled. Because, you know, sometimes enemies to lovers, it's it's just I don't know how to put it into words. Sometimes there's just not enough sexual tension to make it work. It just kind of falls flat. Um, you don't really root for them to get together because like you're not really supposed to, but at the same time, you can't help but root for them because it's like, I'll use Kylo Ren and, and Ray as an example. It was like, you knew it was wrong. He's first order. She's resistance, but there was just something about them that you just, you wanted to root for. And it's also too, in a way sometimes it's about trying to get them back on the good side so like with kylo ren you know trying to pull him back to the light side with this i don't really think it's going to be about making him good because he's a demon he's one of the seven deadly sins so there is really no good it's just more he's more like morally gray and that's what i've been waiting for i wanted a morally gray character that i could root for that i could like and i liked wrath he he was a dick, but I liked him. I I did. I enjoyed Wrath. He made me laugh. He made me smile. He made me feel giddy inside. So I, I really enjoyed Wrath as a as a love protagonist. And uh, seeing him kind of like care for Amelia during certain situations and kind of becoming soft for her was was a treat. I enjoyed it a lot. And uh, I would definitely say, because I read this last year, uh, so I read it in either, no, I read it in November of 2020, and it was definitely my favorite read of 2020. I didn't read a lot of books, but it was it was my favorite by far just because of how well written it was and the, the love, the romance, the slow burn, the build to it, the twists and turns. And the, just the emotions that you felt. You could feel the emotions. It wasn't just like the sexual tension pouring off the pages. You could feel the emotions behind it. And following along with Amelia and her story. And learning more about her as a character was was great. Because she's different from Audrey Rose. Which was uh, Carrie's protagonist from Stalking Jack the Ripper. She was different. Still headstrong. And um, still had strong and brave and a, a good role model. But the thing about her is she was happy with her life and her, her station. Um, she was happy to help her family at their restaurant and things like that. Whereas um, Audrey Rose wanted more from her life, you know, than what her station offered her as a woman because, you know, it takes place in, like, Victorian era England and things like that. And she's a lady and she's not supposed to, like, dead bodies and things like that. She's not supposed to be into it. But Amelia is very content with her life up until her sister is brutally murdered and she finds her body. And, you know, she she didn't really want anything else from her life. She was happy with working at her family's restaurant and, 
you know, knowing that one day she would take over and get married and all of that and have to continue on. So it was quite a contrast between the two. And I liked seeing the differences um, because I feel like, and I get into this too when writing, I feel like sometimes writers write the same characters just with different names. And it's kind of like a hard balance between the two sometimes because it's like you you kind of pour yourself into your characters. So you kind of have to be you kind of have to pull yourself out of your characters and make them uniquely different than you. And uh and that's that can be tricky sometimes. It really can because a piece of you is always going to be a part of your writing and your characters and things like that. So I really respect Carrie for being able to make her her characters different because Wrath is different from Thomas. You know, he's you know, more morally gray than Thomas was. He's still debonair and suave and things like that. But there's like a distinct difference between the two. And... Uh, and like Victoria before she died, you know, she was carefree and kind of wild. And, you know, I I wasn't used to kind of like seeing that in Carrie's books. Um, and then again, it's been a while since I've read Stalking Jack the Ripper and I haven't even finished that series. So I don't know if there's another character in that series that's like Victoria. Um, I said Victoria, not Victoria. It just kind of sounded like it. Um, but uh but yeah, it was it was really refreshing to see that her characters were different and had depth to them and were their own people and not just a carbon copy or um, someone similar to a previous character that she had written or worked on. So I definitely uh, respected that. Um, I I would say yeah, it was one of my favorites. It was probably. I, I take back it being my favorite. I think Crescent City by Sarah J. Mass was my favorite read from 2020. I read that in the earlier parts of 2020 because that book made me cry. That book like pulled so many emotions out of me. It was a roller coaster there in the ending. So I will take this back. Kingdom of the Wicked was not my favorite. It was probably my second favorite read. Crescent City is like barely first though. And it makes first because it made me cry and it made me feel emotions um, physically. Whereas Kingdom of the Wicked didn't really do that. But I mean, I didn't really see a reason why I should feel emotional with this one. Um, other than just like sympathizing with the characters. So they're they're like neck and neck, man. They're, they are neck and neck. Um, but I couldn't put this one down. So it, it's not that it's, you know... It's not like it wasn't good, and that's why it's not first. It's just Crescent City made me feel a little bit more. But th- I could not put this book down. I I was just so enraptured by it. It really captures your attention and holds your attention. Like, there was one day when I finished all my work, and I just sat for a couple of hours. I think it was, like, over two hours and read read the book and it was like do you know how long it's been since I've been able to do that I I can't really remember the last time I actually just sat and read for more than an hour and that told me that I was really into this book and really enjoyed it and um 
it was probably high school when I last sat for about that long and read because I used to sit up at night. I was homeschooled. Um, I technically went to an online school, but um, I didn't have like set times that I had to, you know, get up and do work um, for school. So I would sit up really late at night and just read and read and read and read and read. And I... I used, I miss those days. I really do. And I was able to do that with this one. And it felt so good just to sit and read and have my attention be so captured by this book. Like my mom's cat came and sat down on my lap and she kept me warm and it was great. I enjoyed it a lot. And I've been trying to find that feeling since then. And I've, I've kind of found it with a couple books that I've read since then. Um, but not quite like I did with this one. And uh, I'm really excited for the second book to come out because I really hope that it captures my attention the same way that this one did. And I'm pretty sure it will because I feel like it'll be just as good, if not better, than than the first one. And the thing about it is, for me, it's like most of the time sequels in a series tend to fall flat when reading books because by that point, a lot of authors tend to separate the love interests like by breaking them up or death or amnesia or, you know, just something like that to cause conflict and and everything. Even though you kind of know that they're going to get back together, there's still that what if they don't. Um, And I don't really think that that's going to happen with the second book. It might, like, there's there's going to be conflict because without saying too much, like, the ending, they kind of ended on a sour note, but, like, at the same time, they weren't really together to begin with in the first book, so it wasn't like they got together and they were dating and then something happened and they broke up and, you know, now they're just not together. So them not being together in the first place in the first book will definitely help um with that sort of slump in the second one where they're not together and they're trying to fight their feelings and things like that so I have high hopes for the second one and I don't think Carrie will let us down with it um but we'll just have to wait and see but I am hoping that I can ride that feeling of just wanting to be enraptured by a book so much that I can just sit for hours and and read and not have a care in the world um so I'm definitely looking forward to that um I had to restrain myself when I got closer to the ending because I have this habit or I used to have this habit I still do it sometimes I don't do it a lot anymore but when I was a teenager I would have this habit of like going to the last page to read like the last line just to know what was going to happen uh, I don't really do that a lot anymore because I don't want to be spoiled. Um, but I, for this one, I had to like hold myself back because I wanted to know what was going to happen. I had to know how this was going to end and what was going to happen and if things were going to work out. Even though I knew like there was a second book coming, so it probably wouldn't work out. Um, there still needed to be like conflict and things like that. But um, I managed to restrain myself and not look at the ending and not spoil myself and I sat there when I finally finished it I had I just had to sit there I was with my mom we had gone to um 
one of her clients because I I helped my mom out and no one was there and I had taken the book with me so like when I had downtime I could just read and I was sitting there in this office and I finished it and I just had to sit there and just be like wow like I I was just kind of like coming out of this world and this high that I was on and absorbing everything that I had just learned about and everything that just happened because the last I want to say um 50 pages maybe a little less than 50 pages I'm not entirely sure were just a ride they were just a huge ride and I I had to compose myself afterwards. I had to take a minute to just kind of like reorient myself with the world and with where I was. And I think a lot of like avid readers will understand what I was kind of like going through in that minute where you just have to take some time. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice was giving out there for a minute. Um, where you just have to take some time to to come back to reality because you've spent so much time in this world with these characters and when you finish it or when you stop reading it after like intense emotions and scenes and things like that you you kind of forget where you are for a moment and that's how I was feeling with this one um it definitely had me kind of being like wow and not really knowing you know what to do next I didn't know what to do next I was like do I do I start it over? Do I do I pick up a new book? Like where do I go from here? I don't know what to do. And I did definitely suffer from like a book hangover after that because I didn't know what else to read, what else would be able to top that. And the same thing happened with Crescent City because I'd gone through so many emotions in the, the last like 100 pages of that book. And I'll talk about Crescent City at another time, but like there were like a couple of months where I didn't read anything except like fanfic because I wasn't ready to like let go of that world and enter a new one because it had been like such a heavy ending and topic and things that I just didn't know what to do with myself. And the same thing happened with Kingdom Kingdom of the Wicked. I had to take a moment and just not read anything because I wasn't ready to enter a new world with new characters I had to give myself time to kind of like come to terms with what had happened and um, think about the things that had happened and and then realize that I had to wait a year before the next book came out. That's the hardest thing is like when you finish a book and then you're like, oh man, I have a year before the next one comes out. That's the hardest part. So um, I think... Uh, I think that's really it. I have in my notes here, someone tell me how to get an arc of the next book, LOL. Um, because, like, I would love an arc of Kingdom of the Curse. Is that what it was called, Kingdom of the Cursed? Was it? King- yeah, Kingdom of the Curse. Someone tell me how to get an arc of Kingdom of the Curse. Because, like, I, I need it now. I need to know what happens. I am dying to get my hands on that book some kind of bad um but I think and this is kind of like my last main 
thought that I have on this book. But I think I liked it more than her Stalking Jack the Ripper series. And that's not to say that the Stalking Jack the Ripper series was bad um, or that I didn't like it. Um, On the contrary, I love the Stalking Jack the Ripper series. I love those books. But I've always been a bigger fan of like paranormal, supernatural stories. So seeing Carrie kind of dive in to that was refreshing and more of my alley than than just a, a regular old mystery novel, um, despite the fact that I do love Jack the Ripper stories and learning more about Jack the Ripper, um, the paranormal elements really added something to this story that I enjoyed and made me enjoy it a lot more than um, the Stalking Jack the Ripper series. So for right now, if I had to rate like her series, because she only has two, Stalking Jack the Ripper and then this one. Um, I would definitely say that, um, this series would be first in, um, in what I like the, which series I like the most. So it'd be this one and then it'd be Stalking Jack the Ripper. Um, but we'll have to see if in the future, if that changes when she starts writing more, um, whether it's like a standalone or another series or whatnot, um, we'll have to see if my ratings, uh, change any, and before I go, I actually, I meant, I didn't think about this um, when I wrote these notes because I actually didn't know at the time. So in the book, you don't actually learn what Rath's real name is. Um, Rath is like a nickname. It's just what he is. It's, it's what he's the deadly sin of. Um, but I was doing research the other night for one of my own stories that I'm writing because I was trying to, it has demons in it. So I was trying to find more demons to add into the story. And I came across, uh, the demons and the, uh, their names. So the demons of the seven deadly sins and their, and their names. And I'm wondering if Carrie is going to use these names for the different people because you know them by what they're the deadly sin of so like wrath pride lust that's how you know them you don't actually learn their names so i'm wondering i'm wondering this is my theory and you we might learn wrath's real name in the second book she kind of like teased us a little bit about that like we may learn it we may not um but my thing is is my theory is is that um wrath's name might be what it is from like the history the the stories i can't remember what it was exactly it started with an s so we'll just have to wait and see if she comes up with her own names for them or if she's going to use the names that were on um the article that i read but that's my theory. And if you want to look them up, you can. You can um, just Google the seven deadly sins and the demons' names, and you should be able to find it. I think I was on like Wikipedia when I found it, um, and a couple other sites that were just kind of talking about the seven deadly sins. So you, you should be able to find it. Um, and tell me if you agree with that theory. Uh, if you don't, if you think she's going to come up with her own names and uh give them their own unique names from her her perspective and things like that so just let me know if um if you agree with my theory or not 
And I would love to hear what your thoughts, if you've read this series or this book, what your thoughts are on it. And, uh, and we can start a discussion. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Um, I'll respond to any comments that you all have. If you would like to request for me to read a book or watch a movie or listen to some music or watch a TV show and then review it on here, you can email me at getspookywithme at gmail.com. You can hit me up. Um, on Twitter at Spooky Knox, on my Facebook Knox Productions, or um, you can hit me up through my website, which is linked in both my Twitter and Facebook profiles. And I hope that you all have a good week, a good day, and I will talk to you all next time. Bye.